Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lost and Found Ministry Podcast. I'm Dave Garza, and I am here tonight with two special guests. Tonight, we have Pastor Anna Schneider, wife of Dave Schneider, pray for her listeners, and uh, we also have fiance of Clinton Marker, our other host, Ashley Baldwin. Welcome, ladies. Thanks. Thank you. It is wonderful to have you in the studio. This is great. This is different. Wow. I got something, some nice people here with me tonight. <laughs> I, now I don't, I, feel like, I don't feel like I'm going to be attacked. This is cool. All right. So tonight we're going to carry on from our original cast of Brotherhood. And as we promised, we have ladies in the studio tonight who are going to talk about sisterhood and what that looks like in the church. So ladies. Just to start it off, now us men had gone over three points and we did a horrible job staying on task, but we're going to try to follow these also. We have three main points. Number one being respect, number two being accountability, and number three being discipline. Now the reason what brought us to choosing those categories is we were talking about three aspects that are very vital to holding brotherhood together Mm -hmm. and how that looks in the church. So now we really, really want to get out here and get a woman's point of view and how this looks in the church for you. And, you know, because it it is much different. Yes, we are all believers. But at the same point, you know, the the aspects, the the relationships, the community, the discussions, the our roles as believers are a bit different. I would say that's somewhat true, but not completely in the sense of, uh, brotherhood and sisterhood, a lot of the commandments, if you look in scripture, mm-hmm. it usually says brother and sister at the same place. Absolutely. What you were saying is uh, true in another sense, right. in the sense of how that's played out, how we communicate right. with each other. We're probably yes. going to have a lot more words. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. And, 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 and that's, I'll let you say that. That's, uh, yeah, I'm only so I've to been s- told yeah. by my dad. Oh, well, and that's okay, too. Uh, we'd much rather listen to y'all speak. Than, uh, so, so that's very accurate. So uh, just to kick it right off, ladies, if you could just kind of tell me, coming into the church, if you were to talk to a, to a, a fellow woman who is new to the church, okay, and we're not going to, I mean, we could go 100 avenues, whether they're, you know, they've had a walk with Christ or not, we're, we'll just leave all that open, okay, but just in general, regardless, when a woman comes into the church, what is one way, like, what is something that you can do as women of the body? to make them feel welcome like what is something that a woman looks for when they walk into a church because you know for men it's it it, i think it would be kind of similar but there's still a lot of things that we look for that you probably don't and things that you look for that we don't so what would be just something right off um you know i'll uh i'll start with anna anna what would be something that just right off the bat if you walked in what is something that you would look for that would make you feel welcome in the body of Christ? So I think to start off, it would be, um, you know, approachability. You know, somebody that goes out of their way to be like, hey, you know, I've noticed you. I've right. seen you. I I know that you're new. You have not been here before. And taking, making a way to say, I'm glad you're here. Right. Because a lot of times, you know, that in in, in itself you know, because we don't know where anybody's at when they walk in a building. We right. have no clue what they've experienced, what they're dealing with. And for them, that could be the very thing of seeing, like, God does see me. He right. does care. He does love me because he showed me through this one person. Absolutely. Or, you know, through that one person saying, hey, you know, we know that you're new. We want to welcome you. But here's some other people that we can introduce you to as well. Absolutely. You know, that go out of their way to love on you and pray for you. Absolutely. And regardless of what that looks like. Yeah. And not not being like, well, I don't really care that you're new. Right. I, I yeah. don't care that you're here. I don't, you know, so what? You know, I mean, and because that, in all honesty, that's kind of how we can perceive things. Right. And that's a very big deal. We are called to love as Christ loves. Amen. And how else are we supposed to show that outside of going up to somebody and saying, hi. Right, mm-hmm. right. What's your name? Mm-hmm. How are you? You know, I'm so glad you're here. 
Amen. So, I mean, I think that's a huge, huge thing is just being approachable. Amen. That's right. Amen. So. Fantastic. Good answer. Ashley, what would be one that, that you feel would be just vital to that, that first walk-in that, you know, just like Anna said, you know, to make that warm welcome that, I mean, come on. You may hear us say this on the podcast much. That's that's if you ladies listen to us. I I, I wouldn't blame you if you don't. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, but you know, uh, one thing that we discuss a lot about is you know that that whole point of approachability, okay, and 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 how that varies for people, and that's that's Absolutely. so vital. So, what would be one that you would think, Ashley? So I've worked the Welcome Center between two churches for about. Uh, 11 years actually and I would say my first church trained people really well in the sense of how to be approachable but then also how to approach people so even when I'm not working the welcome center I pursue people who I don't recognize Mm -hmm. and so generally what I try to do is go past the uh, I would say systematic kind of thing where you're like hi my name is I have this family I work here I usually typically try to ask those questions also, but then extend my phone number out to say, hey, maybe we can get coffee and sit down and just get to know each other. If you want to know more about the church, uh, I would love to talk to you about that. And if you're new here in Pella, which is near where I am, uh, then maybe I can just give you some even other church options if you're seeking and you haven't made your final decision. And that tends to really just open the doors big time for me. And um, when I came to my new church, not everybody was that way where they invited you to those things. And so a little more intentionally, I started asking people if they said they grew up in the church or things like that. And I guess even if they didn't, but if I use different words, I get out of that Christianese, you know. Right, right. (laughs) And you have to. Absolutely. I would say, are you looking for fellowship? You know, maybe if they were Christians and say, would you like to have a Bible study? And instead, if they're not Christian, then explaining what those things look like or saying, hey, are you looking for people to hang out with? We get together every other Friday. We break bread together. We eat a meal uh, and we pray for each other. And if you're interested, come on over. Right. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I love both of those answers. And I mean, two big points here. And I think that that's, you know, that kind of falls into one of our uh, number one points. Well, our first point, respect, because I feel that both of those can fall into that category. Anna, you spoke about being noticed and and how important that is. And I agree with you and see from a guy's point of view, I can tell you that that's not something that I looked for walking in. So see, uh, on a guy's level, you wouldn't think about that. You know, uh, me, when I walked into the church, when I came, mm-hmm. and, and and Anna, you were there when I came to the church, I and I wasn't coming in to be noticed. I didn't want to be noticed. Unfortunately, I'm kind of noticeable, especially yeah. the way when I came in, but that wasn't my concern. I was looking for, you know, I was more very nose to the grindstone. I was right. just there for word. I wasn't there for relation at the moment. And so I think if you respect somebody, and that's that's huge, if you're going to show someone respect and, and sisterhood, I believe that what a great way to start by by making them feel noticed, they're there, they're mm-hmm. they're important. You know, that's respect. You're that's showing right. respect to them that you acknowledge their presence, that's right. and you're excited for their presence. That's yep. and and I can see how that's a very important factor for sisterhood and for that relationship and. I really like, Ashley, how you talked about go, breaking out of the norm, kind of, you know, not yeah, going with absolutely. the Christianese, because that's, you know, you see a lot of people, you walk up to someone who's not a Christian, you're like, hey, you want to come over for fellowship? They're like, okay, hang on, let me Google what fellowship looks like, and what is she talking about? Like, <laughs> right. you know, so that's that's great, and that shows the respect of you coming to meet them where they are. Yeah, and something you guys talked about on your podcast before yeah. was church hurt. Yes. And so... Sometimes I've noticed that, uh, obviously talking to people later, Mm -hmm. that if you're not using those words, sometimes it doesn't like start to put the arms up and be like, oh, they're one of those people. I don't know. I don't want to hear that persuasive speech in the way. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. And like you said, to even, and I think that's cool to go and offer, like you said, you know, hey, where are you from? Is there a church closer to you? Is there, you know, putting those out there because what a way, you know, to make someone feel like, 
you're concerned about their heart that's and their right. salvation. That's you're right. not concerned yeah. about them being in your church and your door. I mean, that's great. Yeah. We're going to celebrate that. But wow, those are, I, I love both of those points, ladies. So that's great start on that. Good answers. And, you know, for those of you listening out there, any of you ladies listening, you know, who are maybe serving in church or looking to join church, you know, listen to these. They're, they're giving some great information as to what we can be looking for. And I think both of those were great. So now, since we touched on respect on both of those, one being noticed and enough respect to show love, you know, that deep love that women do look for. That's, you know, the you know best way through a woman is through her heart. You know, that's it's all about love. Yeah. And us men, we're not, why we have to learn these things. Okay. <laughs> we're, <laughs> yes. Use the words. Use the words. Yes. 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 Yeah, we're, we're, we're a little stubborn. And uh, praise God for y'all. Because if it wasn't for you <laughs> ladies, we, we, yeah. Anyway, that's a whole nother podcast. Uh, but moving on to point two would be accountability. So let's say you've got a woman who's coming to the church, okay? And you're building a relationship mm-hmm. and they've accepted Jesus. Because let's remember that we, we, we are not required, nor are if you're going biblically, unless they've accepted Christ and are walking along with him, we have no reason to hold them accountable, not to God's word. Right. So, right. so we've got a woman who's come in, you've welcomed her, you've noticed her, you're building this relationship. What is a way that, because we're, us men are very strict about this, you know, we take accountability a bit differently. <laughs> I'm just interested in your answers here, but, and I'm just assuming, so, so don't shoot the messenger, but uh, <laughs> how would you, let's say a sister came in, she's learning, she's following, she's accepted Christ, she's, she's there, she's, she's in the word, and she's trying to apply the word to her life, mm-hmm. and she starts making some, some slip-up choices, which we're all going to do. Right. I mean, we all know that. Yeah, accepting Christ doesn't mean everything goes great and perfect and you're all of a sudden just there. So right. what would you do? And Ashley, I'll let you take this one first this time. What would you do to hold a sister accountable? Like what, what would be something? How would you approach her? Well, I have gotten to experience some of this and uh, practice discipleship too. And I would say that often in the church, we think we just reserve that right because we are Christians. Right. And there's a way to do, like, if there is a, a sister who I know, who I've had conversations with, who I know wants to hear me, then, you know, I'll openly just say whatever it is. Right. But if it's somebody new in the church and they're maybe growing in their faith and don't necessarily know the truth, or even somebody who may have been in the church for a long time but not taught about right. accountability, then I might not directly say, hey, I think you might need some accountability. Right, uh, right. I might try to build a relationship with them. And again, hey, do you want to come over to my house? Hey, do you want to get coffee? Hey, do you want to go watch a movie first and just listen to them and what they're saying and the things that are going on? And I found that a lot of times, if you just sit there and listen to somebody, and if you're not like, yeah, yeah, you know, adding to it, they'll awkwardly kind of be like, not really giving me that affirmation I thought you would right what do you right. think right right and so then that prevent or provides that uh opportunity to yeah. kind of go deeper with them and talk about scripture I find it really important not to just give your opinion and say hey well I know you're a believer and uh you kind of asked me my opinion so I just want to lovingly give it to you because I care about you right. and because I care about your relationship with Jesus and ultimately whatever stage in life you are, I want you to be able to grow from that and I want to grow with you. Right. There's lots of things so far I think that uh, we could grow together in. And so then I might say, you know, here's the scripture I've I've thought about as you were talking about these things. What do you think about this? Or what do you uh, perceive it saying? And then wait for them. I found asking questions is the best, men or women, honestly. Just asking questions and not saying, hey, don't you think that's wrong? Like, right. that's not even the right kind of question. Be like, where are you at in that? Right. You right. know, what, right. Do you, what do you think the scripture says about that? And not in an accusing, judgmental way, yeah. Uh, yeah. but just asking a genuine question and allowing them to answer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I, I really do. We say that all the time in our 
daily discussions, us men do, is ask questions. Ask questions, ask questions, and ask, you know, there's, that that's going to bring in more information. Yep. And that's going to give, an, and I like that, you know, you're encouraging them without them really knowing it to, to provoke the discussion. And, 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 you know, to bring that on with, with, in their comfortability. And in some of my hope, it's, it, my, my dad is really big on people needing to think. Right. And I, I'm not a big person on thinking for somebody to make them understand. I want them to think it through. I want them to evaluate the scripture right. and make it so it's not deniable. Absolutely. Absolutely. I really like that. Anna, um, you know for accountability what would be how would you approach that with someone yeah absolutely so kind of piggybacking off of what ashley said you know i love the thought of you know continuing to build relationship with other sisters because that is huge because as a sister in christ if we know that we can comfortably go to somebody that is somebody that we trust right and that is a huge thing because if we are not comfortable with someone, we are not going to go to them. We are going right. to shy away and kind of internalize things more than, hey, I really need your help. Right. I need you to pray for me. This is, you know, something I'm struggling with or, you know, vice versa, you know, especially with somebody who's new in the faith. And isn't that the difference the, between trust and respect? Like you can respect somebody very easily and yes. called to do that by the Bible, but trust is something much deeper. Yes, yeah. and it is something that's earned, absolutely. And with somebody who is newer to the faith that, you know, we may see struggling that, but we know God's placed them in our lives for a reason. Right. It's like, right. okay, Lord, you have called me to be, to make disciples. You have called me to help lead those into a deeper faith and right. into a greater walk with the Lord as he all wants us to be in. And so when we see these little things that we know can add up to big things you know it's kind of like hey you know and i love what you're saying about you know making them think about scripture and asking questions because when we're talking with somebody when somebody is being vulnerable enough to reveal their struggles their right. hurts what's going on especially early on in their walk where you're still going to have a lot of that worldly junk right that god is trying to work out of them it is being attentive it is yes. being intentional. It is not just hearing them, but listening. Yes. And that is a huge, huge thing that I think a lot of people miss too. And it's like, we all screw up, you know, and God's grace is there. And that's where that repentance comes in. We know God is willing to forgive if we are willing to repent. Right. But it is that understanding of, okay, God, I know why you're leading me to this person i know why they're there in my life help me to listen right give me discernment on how to lead them what is it that you need them to know in this time and give me the grace and the mercy to tell them in such a way that they will receive Amen. you know and that is a huge thing too because if they're not willing if their heart is not prepared to receive it then it's not going to matter what you say right it's just going to fall Absolutely. And we don't want that. Right. You know, it is so, so important to listen and to pray. Well, and some of what you just said, too, is I had uh, the note for Proverbs. And, like, if somebody does fall, it says, you know, you have that close friend. It talks about the cords and yes. how they can help you back up. It's not just yes. one-sided, right? Like, right That's person right. teaching also needs accountability. Yes. They don't lose their, yes. right. their sin because they're leading right right right, <laughs> right. absolutely we're not above anybody else right you know so we we are called to be held accountable just as much as the That's next right. person yes i mean just because we're in different parts of our walk doesn't mean that we're held to any less accountability than right. somebody else that's right and so i really feel like yes that relationship and building that is a huge part of where that trust comes in and you know that vulnerability takes place and that's where the growing can happen right mm -hmm. so absolutely see and I, I i love that so what i'm hearing is and and see this is I, I i love it because listen is one of the big points that i wrote down here listening to both of you is is listening to someone and really listening to them yeah. giving them a chance to explain where they're coming from right because in, in I've run into those circumstances in the past, you know, where I go to hold somebody accountable 
I didn't have all the information. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then when they, I give them a chance to talk and I listen and I'm like, oh, okay, well, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe you're not the one who needs to be accountable. We need to go talk to this person, you know? And, and so I love that. And you're, you're so right, Anna, about if there's no relationship and there's no trust, as you guys said, mm-hmm. I mean, respect is something that can be put out there. I, I have people that I respect, but I don't have a whole lot of trust with, you right. know? So, yeah. so I understand what you're saying there and what a great point. And, just making sure that, again, in that final point, that when we go to somebody and to hold them accountable, we also need to be very gentle because at the same point, maybe there's things we don't recognize that we need to be held accountable in that moment too. Yeah, and we weird. need to be prepared for them to say, well, hang on. <laughs> you know, I that's, saw you. That's right. <laughs> that's exactly. right. Exactly. And, and it is. And that's just, that's love. That's loving the other person enough mm-hmm. to be able to say, you know what, I'm coming to you. And us men had spoke about that. You know, it's in order to breed accountability, there has to be trust. There has to be relationship. And love has got to be in it. Because we all know you're not going to hear nothing. I mean, we can respect what someone has to say, but are we really going to take it to heart if it's somebody that we have zero relationship? You know, kind of because it's, it's hard not to let the flesh say, well, who are you? Right. You don't yeah, know okay. me. You don't know where I'm coming from. I think there's also uh, another word that we could throw in there, forgiveness. Yes. Because I think with accountability and being people, uh, mm. we don't always say things the correct way. And you might hear something right. wrong a couple times because somebody's trying to get through to you. Yes. But you're not. your heart's not ready to receive it. So right. automatically you take it as an attack. Right. Uh, and maybe you have to refine yourself and... Uh, forgive somebody who may not deserve it. I was mm. uh, looking in First Peter, and uh, I think it's chapter two, mm-hmm. and uh, like eighteen through twenty-six or something like that. But it was talking about your master, and and in my mind, that's somebody you know that you're accountable to. Yes, and yes. Uh, it says be accountable basically to a good master, but you're also called to be accountable to a bad master. Right, right, (laughs) absolutely. And that's really hard, but that's where you have to uh, face that constant forgiveness. And, you know, you hope that that person will repent. Oh, yeah. Uh, But at the same time, you just have to trust the Lord and go to that in prayer repeatedly. Right. And evaluate your own heart in those moments. I think I heard... Uh, someone last week I listened to the mm-hmm. the podcast and they said uh, I will be angry at first and then yes. uh, Clint yep. <laughs> that, have, that probably yeah. came to my mouth too that's, that's something we all agree on and then even if you don't like it that's uh, right we'll accept you'll, it you'll go forward have your own quiet time evaluate yes. what's been said evaluate if it's true and then make a decision even yes. if it was said to you wrong if it's still truth that's right then go forward in humility and say hey i thought you were right i didn't i didn't appreciate the way that you did that and in the future if you said something more like this then that would be uh helpful for a quicker repentant heart for me right right amen and it's really kind of up to us to you know decide because everything is our choice on how we respond and that's That's a huge part of it too is that you know we can choose to be offended Mm -hmm. we can choose to you know however we react i mean fill in the blank on however you would normally react to something difficult right um especially something hard that's being spoken to you um but i think you know as far as somebody that we are trying to disciple or walk alongside Mm -hmm. yes we have to listen Right. And yes, we have to speak the truth in love, but that comes with like what your example was of asking questions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because if we seek to understand instead of listening just to hear or listening just or hearing just to respond. Right. Then that can make the world of difference. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that kind of all goes together. I agree. I agree. Those are great points. And I mean, that's. You know, that's stuff that we didn't even discuss because that's that's very great points and that can work. That's something that it would be effective in brotherhood. But, Absolutely. you know, like we said, our approaches are so different. And that's, that's why I love hearing this because these are these are great points. Men, pay attention. 
uh, we're, we're hearing some great ways <laughs> uh, because, you know, we as men, you know, we get prideful and 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 we like to come in like a bull in a china house, you know, like, oh, hey, you're doing this wrong. And this is what's happening, you know, and and it's not I think that's because the the different ways that between men and women, the way we can love differently, you know, uh, 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 in brotherhood, it's man, I came down hard on you and it's because I love you, you know, and yes, that right. can happen in sisterhood, too. But we don't always think of the gentle approach first. You know, we're like, oh, my brother's screwing up. I'm going to jump down his throat right now. You know, and from what I'm hearing from y'all is, okay, let's talk. Let's listen. I would say that's not the way that I've always been. I would say the way you <laughs> described motherhood yes. uh, is yeah. kind of as somebody who wasn't like, didn't grow up in a Christian church, didn't right. have that uh, gentleness preached to her female home uh with female dominance right <laughs> it, right it, it looked a little bit different but after i grew a relationship with jesus and right. read through his scripture uh for men and women it said be humble and yes. for women it spe- says be gentle and even for men in the way that you respect each other you know look for somebody who's standing at the gates and follow that type of person, right, right? Right. So I think that everybody's called to be humble, absolutely, and speak in that way. But everybody has to grow to that because of our yes, uh, yes, sin nature. I agree. I agree. And I would, I would concur with that. <laughs> Just because that was where I was pre-Jesus, and even right, like pride, like sin itself, it does not matter who you are. That's right. It is. It affects everybody oh, absolutely. and so like i can attest to the whole prideful thing because i was there and my husband would would tell you the same thing <laughs> so i'm just speaking truth right. um but no seriously though like because i had like i had to learn how to be independent yeah growing up and as a kid and so that is a lot of my pride uh, yes i don't care what you say i'm in the right right it, we right. think, and that's right. just it. And it's like, okay, but wait a minute. I can be wrong, and that's okay. Right. Because Absolutely. there are other people out there that have experienced things much greater than myself or, you know, further down the line and that have wisdom, that, you know, have a greater understanding of the road that I'm on yeah, and how that needs to change. Right. You know, right. and so it's like, okay, if I want to be prideful, well, that doesn't mean that I can just go and, you know, not be very nice to somebody. Right. And be like, well, you're stinking wrong. I don't care what you say. Like, this is, you know, right. I'm not going to believe you. Right. You know, but like legitimately, you have to grow in that grace. You have, to, you know, as mm-hmm. you grow in your relationship with Christ, he's the one that does the changing. Amen. If we Amen. let him. Yes. If we let him. If we let him. That's the big thing because it's like, if I'm not allowing the Holy Spirit, if I don't give him permission to move like that in my life and say, Lord, I need you to get rid of everything, burn everything out of me that is not of you. Right. Then I'm essentially giving that perm- giving that sin, whatever it is, permission to stay. Yeah. And I don't want that. Right. It was ugly. It was nasty. I didn't like right. it. I didn't want it. So praise God that it's yeah, it gone. absolutely so. better. And and that's absolutely. it's better. It, it, it is better. Yeah. It is much better. <laughs> yes. Be real, guys. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Well, we'll take that. We'll take that. <laughs> Shots fired, but they were accurate. So, yeah. <laughs> and not uh, just that. Her, uh, that's that's my own statement for me. Yeah, right, <laughs> hey, right. it's better for me too. So we're yeah. Well, and that's why these discussions are so important. And and just something I want to encourage too. Like I, I've had a lot of people ask before. They say, well, why are there so many? If if you know God's word is the same for everyone, well then why are there uh, books about you know men? How to how to apply these things? Books written for Christian men books written for Christian women. Why do we do that? Because the approach, yes, God's word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Okay? Mm-hmm. We all can agree on that, and yes. we know that. But at the same point, the methods in which they are applied can differ. And I don't think that's for every aspect, but in many aspects of, uh, of God's word, I think that a way that a woman would apply it is going to be much different than a man's. And where a woman may grow in this area, it may take a man a little longer mm-hmm. or vice versa. You know, I, I, I think it just, in a lot of it, I, it always boils down to the condition of our heart. That's and, yeah. and, 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 but you know, and, but then we dig into, you know, you, y'all are compassion. 
you know yeah. compassion flows from women it, it's it's in you that's what i was okay. gonna say i didn't it, want to interrupt you but no, I was thinking, no, always interrupt you know, me. <laughs> god god did build us to in some ways act the same but he did give us also different roles yes and exactly so most of the time people will just apply that to marriage right but also even as a single person you're practicing things with say i always i always uh encouraged women with this like you may not be married but maybe you have roommates right or maybe you're close to a family who needs help mm. and maybe you're going to be talking to a husband or a wife on your own right. separate time and you might have that ability to influence something so uh take the opportunity and learn these things because it's it is fully from scripture right and you just like uh i like you know i like knowing Clint's love language right. or things like that but I think a lot of people say well this is my love language or this is this personality test and so this is how I receive something right. so I need you to do this but I don't think the Bible actually intends us to act that way right. I think the intention is that we sacrificially love others and so what that looks like is you know what I've said this maybe to my friend they still don't get it I've said this maybe to my boyfriend or my husband, and they still don't get it. Right. Uh, but that does not mean you stop doing what you are called to do in loving. Right. Right. Absolutely. Great point. I love that. I love that. Well, ladies, we're we're moving through here at a good pace, and I, I I mean I'm enjoying this information. I'm sure listeners are too. Ladies, I hope you're taking notes. Men, I hope you're taking double the notes because um, <laughs> we're learning stuff here, guys. We can be taught. Um. So now moving on, we're going to step into, so we, we, we touched on respect, and that was a lot of being noticed, and, and just knowing, you know, starting off with respect is always a great way to build a relationship, and that's why we started that with our first point. Right. And then after we build that relationship and we have respect, then I think that we can move confidently into a relationship, whether it's brotherhood or sisterhood, to where we can hold one another accountable. And so moving into this, now this is where it gets a little tougher, all right? These are the ones that I think we all struggle with, men and women, because it is such a touchy subject, okay? Because nobody likes the way this sounds. Everyone takes it negative. That's the world's going to teach you this is a negative word. Are you going to call us out? Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> like, I saw you. Uh -huh. Clint David told me. Yeah, right. uh -huh. <laughs> oh, I'm telling. Yeah. 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 See. See. Now we got. Thanks for leaving me in here alone, guys. No, that's out. Uh, they wanted uh, to go hide uh, in the they back. Did. Right? They did. No, yes. Uh, that's okay. That's okay. I. I, I feel. The Lord's protecting me. <laughs> <laughs> They'll hear this later. Moving on to the hard subject, discipline. Okay. And again, the world teaches us. I, I read, I don't know if you ladies got to hear the definition of what the world says discipline is. Um, it is an absolute, I, uh, I don't want to say hate, but I really do. I very much dislike this definition because I think it's horrible. I think it's just one way to start off with just a really wrong idea of uh, what we are to do. Because, like I said, they're going to look at you, hear discipline, people think, oh, well, that means you're in trouble. You've done something completely wrong. No, 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 no. Discipline isn't always because you did something wrong or because you stepped out. You can discipline others or be disciplined by your routine, by being disciplined to get into God's word every day. Of course, that's not a negative thing. You know, God's not like, oh, I want you disciplined in my word, and that's because you're bad. No, no. We need his word because we need to be more like him. Mm -hmm. That's not negative. That's right. growth, spiritual, so we can all agree. But as I had said, the world says that discipline, by definition, is the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience. And that's why I don't like it, is because every word in that used, I, other than, I mean, correction is important. It is. We have to be able to give it and take it. Um, that goes along with accountability. But we have to throw correction, disobedience, and kind of cram these in such a way that sounds intimidating. So, as women, you've built the relationship, you've got the respect, 
Okay, now you're in a position where you can hold each other accountable. Now, let's say a sister takes her accountability, okay, or doesn't take the accountability. We could look at this on both sides. And discipline needs to happen, okay, whether it's they need to be disciplined in studying God's Word more, which we all need that either way. That should always be kind of the end point for all of us, I believe. Mm -hmm. But how would you handle that? What is a tender, loving, but firm? Because remember, when we when we approach discipline, our spiritual authority is going to play a huge part in this. And a lot of that, a lot of that is based off of our growth, mm-hmm. where we're at, where we're at in our walk. Mm-hmm. And so go ahead for it. Wh- whoever wants to answer that, how would you approach this with a sister? Now, we've built that sisterhood. You've got the relationship. Now, how would you handle this without pushing them away? Yeah. Um, okay, I'll start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, so I think, you know, I I agree and understand, you know, that the world looks at discipline as a negative connotation. Right. And we use that a lot with children. We use that, you know, a lot with even adults, like in the workplace right, and other, right. you know, other relationships that it's like, oh, okay, well, what did I do wrong this time? And the last thing we want to do is cut anybody down. Right. The last thing we want them to do is feel like, well, I'm not worthy. I can't do anything right. I can never say anything right. What's the point? No, what, right, what's my purpose? Right. All of that. Like, we don't want that. Because I, ideally, our whole goal with building that relationship, building that trust and that vulnerability, building up the, um, the accountability is to be able to bring the the discipline in. And when I say discipline, it's not, I don't, want to use that in a negative light i want right. i look at it as it's not um necessarily a bad thing it is more of a challenge right, right. and I, I like that viewpoint a little bit better because it's like okay i may i may not be doing so hot here mm-hmm. and you know i'm kind of being challenged a little bit on this of, right. you know i'm it's like yeah you know i probably could have done that a little bit better okay lord how can I do this better? How can right. I how can I approach this better? Can how can my attitude be better? Right. What could I have said differently? That kind of thing. And so you know, and I do this with my kids too. You know, I've got three growing kids. They're all at different stages in life. You know, I'm at a different stage than they are, obviously. Right. You know, because I'm right. an adult. But even with my husband, I'm at a different point than he is as well. Absolutely. It's just because of where we're at in our individual walks. So how we receive something from somebody mm-hmm. is going to be taken differently absolutely and so it's kind of like okay so if i am challenging somebody you know in that discipline aspect as i'm mm-hmm. having a conversation with someone it is more of um okay this is what i'm understanding right you know it am, am i am i getting this correct you know this is what i'm understanding you're telling me uh-huh and you know just thinking about you know, kind of like what you do, Ashley, of just thinking about, okay, what are they really saying? Where are they really at? And how can I challenge them, but yet encourage at the same time? Because if we we don't, if we sit there and say, okay, yes, I understand what you're saying. And I see all of these things that you're doing wrong. And I'm getting discernment from this of, okay, yeah, you're doing these things wrong. If I don't follow it up with that, but this is where the Lord wants you to go. Right. This is how you can maybe change things, or this is how you can change your perspective, Mm. you know, to view something differently. What about this? Right. You know, what about this? Mm. Or this is, I believe that this is a a new step that God is leading you towards. Pray about that. I will pray with you. Right. You know, and so that discipline isn't a bad thing. You talk about being in God's word every day. Absolutely. That is a challenge for a lot of people. Yes, but it is. It is vital. Absolutely. If we are to continue to change and not just change, but I mean transform, because we're called to bear the image of Christ, right. we have to be transformed. Agreed. Then it's kind of like, okay, what does that look like in my life? That's right. You know, God, That's where, right. with where I'm at, what is it that you see that still needs to change? Amen. In myself, and right. walk me through, Holy Spirit, those steps to do so. And so 
as God does that in me and brings revelation, right. it's like, okay, this is awesome. Right. And I can discern the fact that I have become more mature in my walk because of that. Absolutely. And so I get the the privilege of, it's not just, you know, well, I have to. You know, no, as a believer, when you learn through that discipline of being spending time with the Lord, spending a time in prayer, journaling, devotions, in his word, building up those relationships that God's put into your life, Yes, you mature, but man alive, is it such a privilege to be able to know who you are in Christ and the foundation that you stand on? But absolutely. But it's even more of a blessing to others. I don't know who gets blessed more when God provides those opportunities to encourage somebody and to see their face just light up of, man, I really needed that today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You are such a gift. Yes. You know, thank Amen. you. Amen. You know, and then they in turn praise God for it too. Yes. Sorry, I'm kind of going down rabbit trail, but no, no. But it's kind of like I don't know who gets blessed more. <laughs> you know, it is. And it's it's beautiful. It's spiritual growth on both sides. It is. Is and what together. it what it comes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And exactly. You talk about sisterhood. That mm-hmm. is that it legitimately is what that is. You get to see yourself how much the Lord has allowed you to grow and what he's brought you through and right. who he has shown himself to be through every step of the way. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm always like, wow, Lord, thanks for the words. Like, right. It really did something. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, it was, totally, it was totally Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But then you get to see how much they're lifted up. Right. And how much weight is being lifted off of them because it's not their weight to bear regardless of what they're going through and man i've seen some people with some really heavy stuff on them just be lifted off and they just they're just their entire demeanor is so changed yes so it's like to have that discipline it starts in your personal growth it starts in your own walk that is a choice that you make and you if you ask the holy spirit to do something better be ready he's gonna do it (laughs) that's right so you give him that permission he will do that oh yeah but then there comes the other part of your personal growth of, okay, you've asked me to do this in your life. Mm-hmm. Are you willing and ready to walk through what I need you to so that you can get to where I need you to be? Mm. It is painful. Oh, yes. It is hard. It is. And a lot of people will fear that because it's like, I don't want to be where I'm at because I'm stuck and where I'm stuck at really sucks. Right. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. I don't like it. Right. I don't like who I am right now. I don't like what I'm dealing with. I don't like my attitudes, you know, my feelings, however you want to put it, wherever they're at. And they see God has given them a glimpse of over here, mm. of freedom. That's right. You know, but are you willing to take that discipline that That's God's right. saying and saying, walk with me, Absolutely. with me. You're not walking this alone, but walk with me. Right. Listen for my voice. Spend time in my words. Spend time in prayer. Prayer, I think, too, has, um, you know, a misunderstanding. It's not just talking at God. It's talking to God. Yes. You are ha- it's a two-week it's, conversation. That's right. It's a conversation. Yes. It's a conversation yep. with the Lord. Yeah. And the Lord, if you ask the Lord to speak, he will speak to you. And he'll mm-hmm. make sure that you know it's him talking. That's right. And that in itself Amen. is a cur- an encouragement, too. And that he is our example for everything. That's right. So if he allows us to be encouraged, then what he fills us up with, we can we can pour out to others too. Amen. Amen. So I don't I guess I don't look at discipline as a bad thing. I look at Good. it as a challenge to grow closer yes. to God. Yes. So Amen. Amen. And and it is. It's it can be abrasive, but man, if you're if you're studying and following God's word and putting a good effort into it, it's abrasive. And and that's okay. It's That's a good okay thing. because what yeah. happens? What happens when you take something abrasive to a bumpy surface? It yeah, starts to smooth it out. Yeah, it I'm sure the fire and refinement doesn't necessarily feel good, right? But That's it right. Make something beautiful. That, <laughs> Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Yep. And I mean, us men use it all the time. But I mean, why do you think iron sharpens iron? That's right. And, mm-hmm. and it's it's not a pretty process, but the finished yep. product is beautiful. Yeah. So that was great, Absolutely. Anna. That was great, Ashley. Yeah. I see discipline in a couple different lights. And being a mom, I would say, uh, you know, teaching it through the maturity levels. And 
for Christopher, when we do discipline, if it's, you know, there's the, the a couple offs where you're like, hey, just stop doing that because right. he needs to learn how to just listen to Absolutely. my voice. Yes. But if it's starting to get to where he doesn't listen to me often and it seems to be more frequent, uh-huh. then I like to give him the reminder from the word. Uh, we often go through Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, I believe it is. Yes. Children, obey your, obey parents, your parents and the Lord. Why? It goes on to say for your benefit so that you may live a yes. long and uh, prosperous life. Right. And in the sense of, so then we break it down. Well, when you obey, you don't suffer consequences, right? That's right. God gives us rules to protect us and keep us safe. When you step outside of that guidance and those rules, you often suffer consequences. Not always. You might get away with something. It might feel good in the moment. Uh-huh. But they're more often you're going to experience consequences. And as you become an adult, those consequences become more severe. And that is going to be painful. And I can train you in the way to go, buddy, but I can't fix things for you sometimes. And so you'll have to suffer the hard way in work, in relationships, and before God. Amen. And so that's the way I I would generally teach it to children. Yeah. But in the same way to adults, right? Uh. We have the, this guidance from the Lord. Uh, Hebrews 12 uh, has really encouraging uh, thoughts on discipline. Yes. And especially from the Lord. Uh, and it's easy sometimes to think that dip, discipline is for no purpose. Right. And uh, in Hebrews and in the Bible, it talks about discipline being used for holiness and righteousness for you to be gained. Uh, to become more like Christ. More like Christ. And Amen. so for me, I have people who hold me accountable. I uh, I call them my bonus family. Yeah. So they're the people who discipled me and shared the gospel with me and um, ultimately hold me accountable. Right. Uh, three sisters, two sisters-in-law, bonus mom, bonus dad, and they are more than willing to say, <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, you know what? You did say that maybe and that might be a little bit legalistic. So maybe you need to reevaluate that yeah. or, hey, I mean, that's one way you could do something, but you could also do something another way. Yeah. And that would be equally as glorifying to God. Absolutely. And so that discipline or rebuke uh, from others, you know, is highly beneficial. And yes. um, there was, let's see, in, in James, it says, confess your sins to your brothers and sister. James 5. Yeah. Uh, there is a beautiful thing that receiving discipline can bring out. And sometimes it is that confession like, you're right, I'm wrong, I really messed up. That's right. And you don't even know the whole story. I need more help. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yep. That's like, right. You thought it was that little thing. There's actually way more. I just haven't been able to say it. And so thank you for approaching me and thank you for calling me out. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And then even in the sense of, uh, leading somebody in discipleship or just loving somebody. So I get, you know, the Christianese. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so just caring for somebody in that same sense, even if they may not have all the scripture, just being able to say, hey, man, you know what? I told you something. Wasn't true. Right. That was my own personal preference on how to do something. Right. But this is what I believe the Bible says, or this is what somebody corrected me on. And you know what? I had a false belief. And uh, hopefully you'll forgive me. Yes. And, and being quick to ask for forgiveness. Right. And then moving on from there and accepting that discipline as love from, you know, that person holding you accountable or somebody who's just seen something in your life. Maybe they go to the same church as you. Right. And just see you out and about. I don't know about you guys, but I'm a big watcher. I've gone to two new churches. Yeah. And so I give respect right away to everybody. But... I also, like, I guess evaluate is what I was going to say, but it's not necessarily a great word. I, I see right. I see where people stand or I see the way the things that they talk about to see if what they're saying is true to Scripture. Uh, right. And I might not be the first one to say, you know, you're wrong. I might just sit back and just continue to watch to see if there right. was, like, a misspeaking. Mm-hmm. Because other people need grace too, just like me. I Absolutely. miss it yeah. too. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, that's and that's a great point. Because I mean that's 
we were just talking about this uh, that that self-awareness i guess right. or however you would want to word that mm-hmm. there's a million ways we could word it most of them i would say are probably wrong but <laughs> that's why i always try to explain everything out but you're absolutely right and that's because we just saw, and I'm not going to quote anybody because I will just murder it, um, <laughs> but we had just, uh, Dave and I, Dave showed me a video the other day of this pastor, and he writes, he's written books and everything else, and he comes out in front of everybody and says, everything I've written about tithing, all those books, I want you to throw them away. That's right. Because I've just learned. God revealed this to me, and I have been teaching it wrong. And 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 I mean, what a talk about that's conviction. And he came out in front of everybody, say, you yeah, know what, man, for him right? to do that, God took him to the woodshed, yeah, taught him a lesson, and instead of hiding and cowering from it, he owned it. That's he owned the way it, to be. Yeah. and and that's amazing. That's the discipline from God. That and 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 look at the growth in him. Well, I mean, I would say too, just the conviction in that especially for a pastor or a bible study leader or leader anybody who's teaching the word like god does judge you more harshly so you should evaluate your teaching always Mm. not just be like you know i've gone through pastoral school i understand these things now and then say the same thing every time you hit a question like you should be restudying the scriptures you should be trying to Take the first chapter to the second chapter to the third yes. chapter, Amen. not just relying on somebody else's words. Amen. Right? Amen. I've been, I've drugged myself through that. My, I mean, myself, I've looked at things I, I had written 10 mm-hmm. years ago, 10 years ago. And I'm like, whoa, I'm like, oh, Lord, <laughs> Lord, please touch the hearts of those who heard me because it wasn't blasphemy, but it was off base. Yeah. You know, it was not. Yeah, anyway, and and it's part of growth, and it's discipline, and and I really enjoy this part of this discipline talk that you guys are throwing out here, because it shows, I think sometimes there's a misconception about women in the church, and putting discipline out there, and holding one another accountable, because Mm -hmm. we kind of think of that, you know, we live in a world that can be very sexist, and very very man-minded i mean come on most things were based off of men's opinions men's actions things like that and i find this so important because i'm seeing and hearing just in this conversation your hearts yeah and it's you know just as much as men desire for things to be for lack of a better description right okay in order all right to have things in order and but we, we tend to forget that you women are here and, and you want these things too. Mm-hmm. And, and the desires of your hearts are for not to harm, but to grow. That's I mean, right, yeah. everything that you both have said tonight all falls in growth. I was going to say too, I, I thought of a point while you were saying that. Also, if you're going to try to enact discipline on somebody you shouldn't say anything unless you're going to be willing to walk through those things mm. with that person. Because yeah. sometimes I see the people who like to come and drop the grenade yep. and be like, you're wrong. You need to study that and you need to, you know, go figure it out. But we Amen. are brothers and sisters in Christ. And if you're not willing to walk through something with somebody, mm. then you're probably not loving somebody and you're sinning against them. Oh, preach yeah. on that. That is, I mean, that is for real. That's, uh, but you know what? That's a lot, and uh, I, I'll restrain myself so I don't <laughs> go on this. But that is, that is a whole message, ladies, and I'm sure y'all could do this too. That's where we fail a lot. Is the, I, I'm not just going to say the American church. Let's just say the yeah, church. This sure. is a big thing we fail on because we get so evangelistic minded, and see what you're describing is true discipleship. It's not, oh, here's what you did wrong, and this is what you need to do and walk away and drop the mic. Yeah. No, true discipleship is, hey, this mistake was made. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's pray. Let's repent. Let's forgive. That's right. And you know what? This was hard, and I don't want to see you do this again. So can I please, let me walk this with you. Yeah. What can, because or I if don't you have, don't want to do it with me, who do you respect? Yes. Who can I help you connect with? Yes. What resources do you need? Uh, do you need pastors that are maybe not within our church? Do you need right. somebody you could talk to outside of our church? So 
you don't have to feel a specific way about anything. Right. Either way, still keeping them connected with the body within yourself. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But also being willing to give that help outside of, I mean, we're all humans, right? We, yeah. who, I, whoever you are, if you say you don't feel judged by anybody in your church or anything like right. that, then I would, I would probably say that's a contradiction. Yes. <laughs> probably. Yes. yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Not only just looking at that one thing within your church, but really embracing the ability to look outward also. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think, you know, going along with that is, you know, we're talking about the word bringing conviction. I mean, there's a reason it's called the living word. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it will bring revelation upon revelation upon revelation that to allow us to continue to grow. And that conviction is meant to humble us. Yes. And if we are not willing to be humble before the Lord or before anyone else, because it's never about us, it's always about the Lord and what he's trying to accomplish, then how are we to effectively lead anybody? Mm. You know, because then we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to do what he needs to do in anybody's life. That's right. So, I mean, I think, you know, us being willing to be humble and, you know, walk into that humility Amen. It's like, okay, well, I mean, that's getting rid of selfishness. That's getting yes. rid of pride. It's, you absolutely. know, and it, it's discipleship absolutely is not a cutthroat thing. We that's can't right. be so after somebody's salvation mm-hmm. that we forget about where they're at and right. what they're dealing with. And because it is about the heart, because yes. if the heart doesn't get transformed, then where are they going to be stuck at? Right. You know, and right. they're going to, if you make them a project, they'll see it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it's like, well, you don't really care about me. You care more about yourself and, you know, this. feeling good about telling somebody about the gospel versus doing the gospel. <laughs> right. Absolutely. We're called to walk it out. That's we are right. we are not called to just talk the talk. We are called to walk the walk. And that is the hardest thing because it is outside of our nature right. to do so. That's right. And that is the sacrificial love. That is, you know, regardless of, you know, I have my own love languages. My husband has his but to show each other each other's love language right. that is outside of each of our comfort zone is right. like because that's not natural for us right but how else do we feel how else do we show somebody that they are truly appreciated mm. and that they do matter we do it sacrificially because yeah. that is what matters to that person that's what's going to reach them the most of where they're at they're going to be more receptive to you know whatever it is that you have to say because they know that you genuinely right it's not just about oh well that's just another person that i know from church right you know or that's just some person i met i know their name i know very little about them and that's about it yeah and it goes nowhere from there it's so impersonal and absolutely and you know and a lot of what you're describing too i mean i think this is valid for men and women is there's a mass or a vast difference in leadership and let's just throw that in there too servant Mm -hmm leadership because yeah. if we're truly going to be a leader we'll be a servant leader right. and part of that Absolutely. is walking that out with them the let me serve you i may be here to correct you i may be here for the accountability for the discipline but you know what i also am going to serve you and if we're going to properly serve somebody that's loving them number one that's right that's mm-hmm. walking it out with them yep. and i mean this is something that you women i mean this is kind of something y'all get to kind of carry on your shoulders because us men as i said it's not that we can't do these things But these are things that don't come as naturally to us. And a lot of that is the perversion of the world, Mm -hmm. okay, from the image of what they say a man is. I mean, let's let's be Mm -hmm. honest. That's why us men struggle with opening up. Okay, emotions. and emotions. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know, you guys like the like, wall that needs to come down. Right, right. You want you want long walks on the beach. We like to blow stuff up. I mean, hey, I, I like to blow stuff like that up. Too. <laughs> why, uh, why can't we walk Should along? Be done is fun yeah. too. We yeah. can blow stuff up and, and talk. Yes. I'm game with that. There right. you go. Yes. There you go. We can watch the sunset and blow things up on the beach. You know, there's always a compromise. But no, ladies, these are such great points, and that's why I feel that it's so important because you know just as much we always get this focus well men of the church men of the church yes we are to lead okay and we know that we can go biblical we can talk about this but here's also something men and i want you to hear this very clearly because we've talked about this my pastor has talked about this we talk about this in our church and, and i hope most churches are but 
men, you want to be good, strong leaders, you need the support of the women of the church. And because here's it, the, the things that, and vice versa. I mean, that's the thing. Women maybe sometimes get a little too, I, I guess that's a bad, I don't know how to say that, right? I don't want to say too compassionate because I don't think there's such a thing. But uh, men tend to be a little more assertive on certain mm-hmm. things. And women can tend to be so loving that people can mistake in that compassion and love for a weakness. Right. Yeah. And so I think this is where we have to compliment each other. Yeah. I think with what you're saying leads back to what I was saying earlier, right? Women were created to be supports. Yes. And mm-hmm. that wasn't like obviously the example in the context of that in the beginning with right. Adam and Eve right. was as husband and wife. But as you look at Proverbs and you look yes. at other mighty when women of the Bible, you are preparing, whether you're single or in marriage, to support somebody or something yes. to honor and glorify God. Yes. So yes. even in the church, women are necessary and oh. men are uh, called to lead, but women should be ready there to serve and help support in those different ways. Amen. Everybody's called to serve and support, but specifically the women in their place that the Lord has blessed them with the ability to maybe think a little bit differently or to add to uh, not singularly, but multiples of people uh, a little bit differently. That is how God created us. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And that's exactly (laughs) it. And when it works together, it's amazing. You know, I've seen the, the, the pastor duos, okay, you know, the husband and wife pastor duos, or even, I mean, we don't even have to put pastor label on it. We'll right. just say uh, a be- believers, okay? Right. Two believers in unity, both after Christ's heart, in love and respect each other biblically, yeah. and do these things. You want to talk about an effective team that is just, I mean, yeah. God is blessing that, and he'll take control of that, and and. It's amazing, and so men and women out there, if you're in ministry, well, first, if you're if you're a believer, you're called to ministry. Okay, that's yeah. where does not matter. That's irrelevant. Not my business. The Holy Spirit's got to reveal that to you. But what I'm saying is, is for all of you out there listening, I mean, if you can't just hear the benefits of how the effectiveness of brotherhood, the effectiveness of sisterhood. Yes, they may sound real different, but when we break down all these approaches and methods and everything else, they're the same. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're all the to same. honor and glorify God, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. amen. They're all about adjusting your heart, being humble, and hopefully loving others if you really amen. get down to the core of the things. Yes, absolutely. I agree. I agree. Well, ladies... I have really enjoyed this tonight, and ladies out there listening, I hope you enjoyed it. And we, hopefully, we can get y'all to come in and do this. You know, we'd love to do this more often. This is something, because here's the thing is, we're not, this is not a men's ministry. This is, we're just out here to talk, and what better way to get the perspective of the body of Christ than we got to get the women's perspective, too. (laughs) The whole family. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So, Everybody listening, I know you took something from this today, and and I just I, I I thank these women for coming in and being willing to do this, and maybe you know maybe come out of comfort zones a little bit and kind of kind of just see where you're at, you know. It's just hey, you want to come on the podcast and do this, you <laughs> sure, know? Sure, why not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got nothing better to do tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm going to do tonight instead of. Uh, because we all know, if you listen, you know I'll ramble for hours. So tonight, I'm going to let the ladies pray us out. And ladies, just uh, whatever God leads you to pray over tonight, I'm just going to leave it to y'all. And then I'll close as soon as as soon as you're done. So if you one of you want to start and the other one pick up where the other one left off, let's just pray this out. Sure. Let's uh, let's just make sure that we're getting some good encouragement out to these women out there. And right. uh, so thank you again, ladies. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to be here and a wonderful opportunity. So just coming to uh, coming into prayer tonight, Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity. We thank you, Lord, for the audiences. We thank you, Lord, for the masses that it'll reach. We thank you, God, for the transformation of hearts, Lord, that 
you know, each of our individual experiences, God can just reach somebody. You know, it's all a seed planted, and Lord, what you do with it, God, I just pray that you would water it, and Lord, allow that seed to continue to grow and harvest it. And Lord, I just thank you for these opportunities. I thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be able to invest in so many that we don't even know, and just to be even just a small glimpse of light, Lord, that people are noticed, that they do matter, they do care, they are worth, you know, being heard. And God, I just ask that you would wrap your arms around them and show them your love tonight in such a tangible way that they would know that you're real. And Lord, I just thank you for where you have brought us all from. I thank you, Lord, for the journey that we're on and that that we get to do it with you. And what a privilege it is to be able to um, impact so many lives for your kingdom and for your glory, Lord. And God, I just praise you for it. You know, the opportunity to be your vessel, to to know that I'm able to pour into people in such a way that God only you can do. Father God, I just want to thank you for your faithfulness. And I thank you that we can turn to the Bible to know what to do and to enact your love how you tell us to. I thank you for the topics that we talked about tonight. We pray that you would prepare all of our hearts, mine included, God, to practice the things that we talked about and to go deeper into the knowledge of how to do those things. And I pray for the people listening to you. I pray that you would, if there's something that needs to be moved on their heart, that they would be able to do that and they would be able to reach out to even their local accountability partners or uh, confess whatever sin maybe they have and be able to be encouraged through loving truth. Yeah. I pray for the leaders of this ministry. We pray that you would continue to give them wisdom, that you would give them the words to say as people are listening, and that you would give them understanding of the Bible even more so on every topic that they teach. And I just thank you for your grace that you have applied to us uh, through your Son. I pray, God, that we would continue to grow in holiness like Jesus uh, and become more like him. And I pray, God, for the people that we get to love. I pray that you would soften our hearts to those people and pray that their hearts would be softened to us and that we would, again, act out the things that you've called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen Amen. and amen. Again, ladies, thank you for joining us and all of you listeners at home. If you've got any questions for these ladies, guys, go ahead and get them to the Lost in Ministry lost and found ministry podcast at gmail.com sorry that's a mouthful um try saying that seven times real (laughs) fast and uh or if you're listening on spotify and you're on uh the page go to the interact button you can shoot questions and then i would love to relay these questions to the ladies and hopefully here soon we'll get them back in the studio and these ladies can answer your question and yeah i think that would be a lot of fun Again, we thank you, and tonight's closing is a little different, so we got some different names in here. Thank you for joining us again. I'm Dave Garza. I'm Anna Schneider. I'm Ashley Baldwin. And we're thanking you and hoping you have a blessed week. God bless.